Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Saturday in the octave of Easter. Our reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Observing the boldness of Peter and John and perceiving them to be uneducated, ordinary men, the leaders, elders, and scribes were amazed, and they recognized them as the companions of Jesus. Then when they saw the man who had been cured standing there with them, they could say nothing in reply. So they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin and conferred with one another, saying, What are we to do with these men? Everyone everyone living in Jerusalem knows that a remarkable sign was done through them, and we cannot deny it. But so that it may not be spread any further among the people, let us give them a stern warning never again to speak to anyone in in this name. So they called them back and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John, however, said to them in reply, Whether it is right in the sight of God for us to obey you rather than God, you be the judges. It is impossible for us not to speak about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them further, they released them, finding no way to punish them, on account of the people who were all praising God for what had happened. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the just. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord has struck with power. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Though the Lord has indeed chastised me, yet he has not delivered me to death. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me. Open to me the gates of justice. I will enter them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The just shall enter it. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me and have been my Savior. I will give thanks to you, and you have answered me. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told his companions, who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive, as he had been seen and had been seen by her, they did not believe. After this, he appeared in another form to two of them walking along their way to the country. They returned and told the others, but they did not believe them either. But later, as the eleven were at table, he appeared to them and rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had been raised. He said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's readings might leave us thinking, what exactly is the problem here? The Jewish leaders are just apoplectic about the preaching of Peter and John. Shouldn't they be happy? Happy that Jesus rose from the dead? Happy that the Messiah had come? And what about the 11 who were told by three different people that Jesus has risen, and yet they don't believe? Why not? Jesus told them he would rise. Up until three days ago, they called him Lord. Why, why, Why don't they believe? Why do they doubt? You know, as Western Hemisphere Catholics, we often debate about why Methodists or Presbyterians or non-denominational Christians don't come flocking to the Catholic Church. The problem there starts with the fact that we talk mostly to other Catholics about that, which will never result in the miraculous conversion of your Baptist neighbor. 
but I digress. In, in, in concentrating on the other disciples of Jesus, of which there are about 2 billion, we conveniently, conveniently ignore the 6 billion other people in the world who are Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, Jewish, or father, follow another faith or don't believe in God at all. Why would anyone resist Jesus? He's so cool, right? But realize that the world hasn't only been around 2,000 years. It's been around a lot longer than that. And the thousands and, and hundreds of thousands of years the human beings have been breathing, most of that time, any concept of God was completely otherworldly. God was a force to be reckoned with and worshipped and mollified and obeyed. You were mostly just happy if the gods didn't kill you and hope that if you uh, did things kind of uh, right, maybe it would rain enough to, to grow food and you wouldn't start, starve to death, right? But Jesus started talking about a God who wants a relationship with human beings, a father who loves his children. And then his disciples began to realize that Jesus, Jesus is God in the flesh. This is a God who does not want merely to be worshipped in a temple and to be offered sacrifices. No, no, this God walks with us and talks with us. He teaches us and forgives us. Jesus is not just another concept of God equal to all the others. Jesus, if he is really God, is radically different from any God ever conceived in the human mind. Jesus reveals a God who wants to be loved, not worshipped. All right, now I kind of get it. Jesus really turned the tables, not just on his Jewish compatriots, but on all of world history. No wonder this hasn't gone all that smoothly these past couple of thousands of years. Of course, it doesn't help that he left a bunch of numbskulls in charge of spreading the word. Let's face it, it's not like the church has had an unblemished history. Progressive insurance has flow. Jesus has only me and you. Not to mention some others who I, well, I'd rather not mention. There's a solution, however, and, and it's not the Bible. The, the Bible's helpful, don't get me wrong, it's good. But despite, the belief, despite belief to the contrary, just because something is in writing doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> did, did you ever read the newspaper? The, the Buddhists and, and, and the Hindus and the Muslims, they have sacred writings too. We have to show our belief in Jesus by actually following him and showing uh, what the world would be like if we did all that and, and what we're missing when we don't. I worked in the insurance industry for 15 years. There were lots of Catholics there, lots of Christians there. Not many of them, unfortunately, reminded me of Jesus. Lots of Catholics in government, too. Care to know how many Catholic congresspersons and senators we have? 30% of Congress is Catholic versus only 20% of the, popu of the U.S. population. 88% of Congress is Christian versus only 65% of the U.S. population. Those who believed in Jesus as God believed it because they had met him. In fact, that's exactly what Peter and John said in our first reading. They said, it's impossible for us not to speak about what we have seen and heard. Well, apparently there are six billion people out there who haven't heard or, or, or seen or heard Jesus. Any idea of what we can do about that? May Almighty God bless you this Easter day, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a wonderful day.